Well, the Ontario government announcing that Dr. David Williams, our top doc, will indeed be stepping down. Dr. Kieran Moore from Kingston, he is the head of the public health unit there. He is set to take over late next month. Joining us now, Colin Furness, epidemiologist with the University of Toronto, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, just first off, uh, Dr. Williams was scheduled to retire way back in September. He put that off, but do you think now is the time to be making an important switch like this one when it comes to public health? We should have made the switch a year ago. We should have been making the switch at the earliest possible opportunity. I, I feel that his performance in his job has directly contributed to suffering and death in Ontario, and I can think of multiple instances. So rather than looking at it as, wow, should we, is this going to be disruptive, I think we should look at this as game-changing in a positive way. I'm thrilled by the announcement. Well, do we have a sense what to Dr. Kieran Moore brings? Uh, will there be, a, I guess, a dramatic shift, do you think, in public health policy moving forward? Well, I think anyone coming into that job who understands it and is competent is going to be doing a big different job because that office is powerful. It has a lot of power. It has a lot of ability to take the initiative to make changes to ensure Ontarian safety. Now, Dr. Moore in particular, I have not met him myself, but I know his work going back 15 years to when he was doing incredible, innovative work uh, tracking communicable diseases in Ontario, what's called syndromic surveillance. Really visionary. That was a long time ago. He's uh, upped his game even more since then. He's done an amazing job in the KFLA public health unit. Everyone knows it. And uh, I am thrilled. I think he brings a lot to the job. All right. A powerful position uh, indeed. But of course, as we have seen throughout the course of this uh, pandemic, uh, Dr. Furness, it's whether or not you've got uh, the ear of, uh, I guess, in particular, the uh, premier and uh, politicians. And do you think that that is uh, something that uh, Dr. Amour would have uh, made sure he has before taking on this uh, role, that uh, his advice is going to be uh, listened to and taken to heart? Well, there's no guarantees, and I think in that sense, I suppose he is taking a risk. But Mr. Ford and his cabinet have been saying from the beginning, we listen to experts, we listen to Dr. Williams. Now, Dr. Williams was not the person to listen to, but the Ford government does not need to change its public messaging. They can still say we're listening to the experts and we're listening to our chief medical officer of health, but this time the advice that they're listening to will be strong, solid, and helpful. All right. What is the first thing you think of Dr. Moore when he takes over this uh, role, takes over this position as the province's top doctor? What does he need to do? What should be his number one priority? Well, I can imagine there are several competing priorities. If I had the opportunity to have a conversation with him, my suggestion would be our biggest failing, and this is something he would know, our biggest failing has been not having surveillance testing in Ontario, not using testing as a way to control transmission, not using testing to, to keep us safer, not using testing as an alternative to lockdowns. So I think there's a lot of room for improvement right there, not just testing people when they look sick, but testing people because they're at risk. That's the way you can bring things under control, particularly with rapid testing. And I, I know he brings a, a, a very, very constructive perspective on communicable disease. So I, I'm really hopeful. All right. Would you say surveillance testing? Is that what you mean is rapid testing that uh, you want to see that uh, rolled out and made more available in uh, a wide variety of situations and places? 
Well, surveillance testing broadly means you're going and looking for cases. You're not waiting for sick people to show up at hospital. You're going out and looking based on what we know about how COVID moves through communities. And we know quite a lot. Rapid testing is a particularly useful tool. And one of the things that we can use rapid testing for, I think, very effectively is opening schools safely. We've had a lot of discourse and a lot of polarized opinions. It's an upsetting issue. Are our schools safe or not? Well, we haven't done any of the testing in schools to find out. We haven't done a thing. Our heads have been in the sand. And so I think this represents a wonderful opportunity to say, here's our plan for September. We're going to open schools and we're going to do, let's say, universal testing. Test kids for COVID the way we check them for head lice. You test everyone. You check everybody. And when you find it, you take action. So that's something we could do, should do. And again, I'm very hopeful that he will push us in that direction. Uh, can I ask you about the schools? We're down below 1,000 uh, case count today for the first time since uh, February, and the Premier said there'll be a decision and an announcement made in the next couple of days as to whether or not we'll return to in-class learning before the end of the school year. That's only weeks away. Uh, do you think we should uh, rush back into the classroom? Well, as a parent, I want my kids at school, no question. As an epidemiologist, I worry that we might be uh, adding a little bit of fuel to a fire that isn't really quite out yet. And, and that's definitely concerning. We have done nothing to improve the safety profile of schools. We've done nothing about ventilation. We've squandered a lot of time. And so to say great schools are safe is, is an assumption. It's not a conclusion. And that's risky. That's dangerous. I, I would have preferred that we had spent some time not only devising a testing plan, but also taking some basic actions around making schools safer with respect to ventilation. All right. Having said that, when Dr. Moore takes over, it'll be the end of the month, end of the school year. Should his priority be education in schools or does he need to look more, do you think, at the reopening small business? There's been uh, restaurants and uh, in-house dining closed here in the city for over a year now. Or do you think he's got to manage both of those and several other issues at the same time? I think it's been demonstrated in so many different places that when you place priority first on making COVID go away, on controlling transmission, business recovers. And so I think that's probably going to be his emphasis. That said, there's been huge economic pain. We have a plan for reopening. That's the plan he's inheriting. He may want to tweak it, what have you. I, I think he's probably looking at it as we're going to have a pretty good summer. We're going to be able to do those things. The fall is when we really get put to the test. I think that's when, when we really have to worry about resurgence. Our vaccination won't be fast enough to, to be sure that we'll get away with that. So I suspect he's, he's not necessarily going to do much to change the reopening plan, but to be ready for September. All right. That was my final question regarding a quote-unquote uh, fourth wave. Is there anything uh, Dr. Moore needs to do once he uh, takes over to ensure that uh, we don't end up in that situation or that position? Or is it just a case of uh, getting uh, vaccines into arms and getting people fully vaccinated in the province? Well, the faster we can do double dose for everyone, the safer we'll all be. And in fact, we have to think longer run uh, triple dose, no question. There's going to need to be a booster sometime late in the fall. So I think he's obviously going to be keeping one eye on that. But I think he knows full well, if we still have, you know, 800 cases or 500 cases a day in Ontario throughout the summer, we're going to get clobbered in September. So we've got to try and figure out how to get that lower. And that means looking where are the cases coming from. If it's travel, then we need to do better. And if it's... Uh, essential workers in particular kinds of workplaces, we need to target those. And that goes right back to what I said about testing. Testing to figure out where the virus is, testing to find cases. And the lower we can drive that number of daily cases in the summer, the safer we'll be in the fall. Colin Furness, epidemiologist, University of Toronto. Appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us.